Today's Torah recording is lovingly dedicated by Kalman Goldstein in honor of the birthday of his wife, Ayala Goldstein, this week, Mitzvah May she have a successful year in all things physical and spiritual, and especially to feel how they are one. One of the most interesting humanistic psychoanalysts of the 20th century that saw some of the greatest minds of psychology as it was developing and also saw the rise of the totalitarian regimes that eventually brought about World War II and its aftermath was a Jew by the name of Eric Frum. And of the many incredible books that Eric Frum wrote about human nature and existential psychology of human nature, one of his most important is a book called Escape from Freedom. Escape from Freedom is basically the idea that Eric Fromm distinguishes two ways of understanding human freedom, which is a negative understanding, which we always like to sing the song of freedom, do you hear the people singing, which is freedom from. Freedom from. We always want to get out of bondage, natural, traditional bondages, and that's freedom from. But Eric Fromm then says there's freedom to... There's the positive understanding of freedom. Because even after one is freed from the traditional authorities of mother, the father, the clan, the tradition, etc., one has not yet become a matured individual unless they have the individuality to be able to have the freedom too. Because negative freedom, just freedom from, when you're free, there's nothing holding you back. And you could actually have freedom, but have no freedom too. That's an insecure and frightening condition, which Eric Frum explained cannot long be endured. And people will escape from freedom, including going under totalitarian regimes. Quote, At the same time, man has become isolated, powerless, and an instrument of purposes outside of himself, alienated from himself and others. Furthermore, this state undermines his self, weakens and frightens him, and makes him ready for submission to new kinds of bondage. And with this is how Fromm explains why totalitarian regimes are able to arise. And without getting into too much political commentary about the binary relations or lack of relationship that's happening among the world today because when there's so much freedom from but there's not freedom to directing a person towards something then a person will try to escape from that freedom it's too powerless it's too isolated if freedom from bondage is not accompanied with the positive freedom, the freedom to, which is nothing other than the power to express one's own real nature, to realize one's inherent, inherent potentialities, to be a productive human being, then we see what happens when people have too much time on their hands, freedom from, but they don't have a freedom to. What are they headed towards? This is exactly what Kierkegaard called the dizziness of freedom. When a person has freedom from but doesn't know where they're headed, where, where they're supposed to go with that freedom. And it could take a person in previous generations when people were commodities of kingdoms. Now people might be commodities of capitalist movements. But the bottom line is that when a person has on their hands all of a sudden freedom from, it's very isolating and very alienating if a person doesn't have a freedom towards where is one going with that freedom. We have freedom from. For the most part, humanity is not being told what to do. 
but there's an extremely deep, deep felt lack of freedom too. What's our freedom too? What's our freedom headed towards? The dizziness of freedom, the scariness and isolation of freedom is when there's freedom from without a very deeply felt freedom to, which is what Viktor Frankl is about, which is what Maslow's ultimate final self-transcendence is about. And I think very deeply that's one of the other reasons that Parshas Mishpatim always comes after the giving of the Torah at Sinai. Because as God says in the very first commandment when he says, I am the Lord your God that took you out of Egypt, Rashi says, what's the correlation that as God is introducing to himself to say to us, I am the Lord your God that took you out of Egypt, Rashi says, the freedom from Egypt that I granted you is enough of a reason to make that you should be subjugated to me, God says, that you should be free now to serve me, God says. If a person has a why for what to live, then one could endure anyhow, because essentially it's part of human nature to have a freedom too. And as Eric Fromm says, that the vacuum that could be caused by a freedom from without a freedom too, that could bring terrible, terrible darkness and, and vacuums of the human condition, etc., which we've Many of us have been struggling with during this time of the pandemic. But I believe that that's one of the other reasons that Parshas Mashpatim, that these laws and these seemingly mundane regulations come after Parshas Yisro, because after God reveals himself at Sinai and he's completed his freedom from bondage to Egypt, God then says to us, it's now important for you to be free too. Your freedom should be towards something. And that's a relationship with Hashem, with all the laws and regulations. You know, in other religions, talking about taking us out of the bondage of the law. But those people, like Rav Cook says, that just like that, there's laws to music, there's music to laws. And when one finally is able to have the freedom towards being able to worship Hashem in totality, then the details, the mishpatim, become those musical notes that play the music of our lives, the music of Torah.